Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Game Junk Podcast, episode 115, recording on Sunday, July 24th, 2022. My name is Frank. My name is Sean. And my name is Andrew. And yet another light news week in the world of video games. We're going to talk about uh, some of the gameplay footage of The Last of Us Remake, the maybe the most anticipated game of the year that everyone is going to buy and no one is questioning the value of. Uh, an absolutely technological marvel uh, redo version of one of the best games ever. We'll get into that. And we're also going to talk some Stray. Sean and I are both very close to beating Stray, and I've got some pretty good things to say about it. I mean, I don't want to say too much. I feel like we should review this game. It's short enough. It's good enough. I feel like if I just poke Jay a little bit, he will beat this game and maybe review it with us. So, uh... I don't want to give it all away, but we will certainly be talking about Stray. Uh, anything else? How are you guys doing? Anything else we need to talk about? We just got to address Huck's eye. Oh, situation. I forgot. Oh, <laughs> After we watched Resident <laughs> Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, I got Huck infected. got infected with the T-virus. <laughs> His eye, it's dripping uh, blood. It's he's, not looking good. He's about yeah. to... Uh, Go full zombie very yep. soon. His uh, sleep depri- deprivation combined with, <laughs> combined with T-virus <laughs> will officially make him a zombie by the end of this show. That's right. Can't but, wait. Uh, he's aware. You don't have to tell him in the comments on YouTube.com <laughs> forward slash Game Junk that his eyes all red. And he Had needs an to, eye incident. He needs okay. to go to the hospital <laughs> ASAP. <laughs> he knows. He's aware. So... uh Th- should have just worn sunglasses. That would have been so cool. Or you could have done a VR put version on the VR. <laughs> yeah, I should have put on the Oculus again. Do a full Oculus episode. So I hope it's nothing serious. I'm joking. If it turns out to be something serious, I'm going to feel like a huge piece of shit. But, next, uh, next show when I have the eye patch on, I'll blame you. <laughs> I mean, an eye patch is, unless it's, it's like something really bad. I think we're okay. If it's just protecting your eye, I still won't feel bad yet. But eye enough. patches are cool too. So yeah, it's pretty good. You go solid snake. Oh, we'll talk eye patches later. Yeah, we, we might, if you you need to get an eye patch so we can do best top five characters with eye patches or something like <laughs> that. We're we're oh, yeah. starved for content here. Let's be honest. <laughs> All right. Without further ado, let's get into the uh, Last of Us gameplay reveal trailer which was a 10 minute video um fully immersed in the self-importance of naughty dog at all time highs uh talking about how important this experience is and like a lot of uh you know truly humble yet i guess it is a humble brag video if there ever was one that's what it is i don't care about that stuff the last of us is one of the best if not the best game of all time. We debated it. I I think after playing this version, we might change our pick for that list. Just a thought. Our consensus number one game of all time potentially could be this definitive version of The Last of Us. Pardon me. You guys should have been all over me, first of all. The game is not... Yeah, sure you were, bud. I interrupted myself. Thank you. It's not called The Last (laughs) of Us. It's called The Last of Us Part 1. And I had truly forgotten that. Otherwise, I would have said this could never be the la- the best game of all time. Once they add part one to add into this like <laughs> gross lineage of The Last of Us lore and self importance. No, the name of the game is The Last of Us. Please don't add part one. It's so gross. Uh, anyway, we all saw the footage. I have my thoughts. I've already. I'm I'm taking over, guys. Are you into this game? Will you buy it? Is it worth the full price for a game these days? Well, uh, I know you're not going to believe this, Frank, but no, I'm not going to buy it. Uh, <laughs> at least not initially. I just what? I have no interest in replaying this game. How many games do you buy and never play? And you're not going to buy this one? <laughs> well, I'll tell you one good reason why I'm not planning on it right off the bat is because I just subscribed to PS Plus Premium. This thing seems like it should come to that eventually, I would hope. But, uh, you know, maybe that's a separate side discussion we can have uh, later. We'll have it. If you're going to start not buying games, I'm not saying that you're wrong to do that, but that's 
a bad move for Sony. If, if a lot of people think like you, which terrifies me, then we are in big <laughs> trouble. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm saying I'll, we like I'm team blue, but it's pretty obvious. I'm wearing the shirt. I'll be honest. Like it is a, it is a little bit the price point. Like I just, you know, if it was 30 bucks, yeah. Okay. I'd buy it. No problem. Even if I'm not planning on playing it anytime soon, but at $80, I'll just wait. And uh, by the time I'm interested in playing it, it will definitely be cheaper. You know what? There's this great thing called the library <laughs> where you can borrow these games for the cost of zero and still get the full immersive experience. So that's probably what I will be doing. And I will be playing this game because it does look incredible. And everything they talked about in this video, I was loving. You must have uh, loved the, the AI stuff and oh. the, pre the predictive AI, like your, your oh, partner, yeah. companion, avoiding obstacles or threats. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The lighting. The debug the text and shading. I love debug text. That's my favorite part. I, I, they better put that in the final game. <laughs> I, I got to say, I love text. when they show their debug systems in videos. <laughs> yes, me too. Uh, but yeah, like the animation improvements, all that stuff. It looked, it looked great. I mean, uh, I mean, should we dive right into the selling feature for Frank? And the, uh, you'll, he'll be able to feel the giraffe this time. It'll be a game changer. Not only can he see the glory of the giraffe, but he'll be able to feel the haptic feedback now of I, the giraffe's skin. I'm excited <laughs> for that. At the same time, I was holding back a little barf in my mouth when they're talking. <laughs> it's not so much the big moments, uh, firing the guns. This haptic feedback is made for the small, intimate moments. That's what the game's about. It's the contrast, the intense with the emotional. Now, I don't disagree. That is what makes The Last of Us great. I just didn't need to hear it verbalized in that way. Uh, either way, I think it looks amazing. I was surprised by how much better it looks. Uh, and in particular, the the human models and facial animations and stuff like that. Like, it looks amazing. The Last of Us is the best. Cannot wait to play it again uh, in its definitive form. And I will ignore the part one, but this game is definitely worth eighty dollars. Especially, like, I don't want to go too far down that road, but you know, so many games come out, prices are going higher and higher. That's one thing that's not being talked about. Just an average double A release, like I, I think I mentioned, I bought Pocky and Rocky. Uh, it was like forty five dollars on the Canadian store, so everything is just in the world is going up in price. So that'll start to just make that $80 price point in, I guess in the U S 90 in Canada seem uh, a little more reasonable or is it 70 us 80 Canadian? Is it like a, a tick lower than full price games or is it a full priced current gen release? I don't know. That is a good question. Okay. Now, the last thing I want to talk about, this is where I thought Huck was going to say I'd be happy. The last screen, also in development for PC. I had not heard this before, that The Last of Us is coming to PC. Or I assume this is the first time they've said that. Apologies if it isn't. But, you know, I'm pretty much becoming a PC gamer. Uh, like, you guys, Sean's playing Stray with PlayStation Plus. I'm playing it on PC. I'm playing on Steam. And... It may be so that I can play it on PC and then platinum it quickly twice on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. But having my first kind of fun <laughs> experience on, on PC has been great. But it seems like Sony is really committed, or at least starting to release all their games on PC eventually. Spider-Man comes out in a few weeks. and I, That was some other news this week. They talked about some of the features in that as well. Uh, so... I guess I'm looking forward for a reason to replay that since I auto pop to the Platinums and have every possible trophy on that console. And that's a good excuse to play Spider-Man again. But Sony's kind of embraced it. Xbox is clearly the front runner or the, the model when it comes to PC support along with console. And it seems like the other companies are catching up. Do we think Sony would ever expand to the level that Microsoft is at? And second question, I'm sensing like a, a big anti-Nintendo wave coming in the next three years. The way like consumers and people seem to complain about stuff, Nintendo is just ready to go down and feel the wrath of 
like the gaming army. And would Nintendo ever put a game on PC? Now, I would want them to put their games on Mac and finally get bought by Apple in the perfect marriage that needs to happen. But would Nintendo ever go down the PC route? No. I don't think so. Never. I just don't think it would really benefit their games either, right? Like, it's not... For for games that are pushing tech and and high fidelity graphics, people want to play those on PC, but I don't know if Nintendo is really in that boat. You know, one argument you could make is I think just having executables available on Steam or some kind of platform, obviously Nintendo could make their own platform or distribution service on PC to get more money rather than using existing ones. Uh, It might lead to more piracy, but I think there's still already a pretty big like piracy. I'm sure, I don't know this officially, but have people cracked the switch and can you like get pirated versions of switch games? I actually don't know. Yeah. I don't know about the switch. We are everything. Good gamers. We don't steal things. We don't crack (laughs) systems. Uh, So I don't know either, but I'm assuming there's a way. And you know, if, if that is, if there is a big piracy market for the switch already, Nintendo doesn't lower their price on games. What would be the harm in like putting every like a bunch of old Switch games on PC at $80 a pop? Like they never go on sale anyway. I could see a day where that happens. They they've pretty much there'll be a point, uh, sorry, I forgot to say my one extra thing for that. If they stick to a console upgrade where, you know, a lot of people are saying it's everything's going to be a Switch or a next-level Switch, and gamers pretty much demand backwards compatibility, and now it's going to be almost like one Nintendo system going forward, and they'll just upgrade it and eventually phase out certain titles. If that happens, rather than Nintendo developing specifically new hardware without backwards compatibility, where their software is basically like they sell consoles, uh, I, I don't think gamers would like that very much in today's uh, marketplace. So I don't know. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're just going to continue to push the switch or iterations of the switch with backwards compatibility. And in five years, no four years, we will see the first Nintendo game on a PC. Are you sure not four and a half years, four years, four years. Okay. (laughs) I just, it's just not their audience. It doesn't really make sense. Like they were out of, like I highly media. disagree. I think that I, I think, the audience right now is anything that's on. I think there's people who play PC and this would be the argument against Nintendo doing is that they still buy Nintendo stuff and because that's the only place to play it. So it's like if they find that people are not doing that anymore and revolting against Nintendo, all of this is uh, predicated on idea that people will revolt against Nintendo and then they will have to start to move over, shift over to try to get some of those people back to play games. I think they rely on hardware sales more than other companies. Like they're the switch is still selling like crazy. I'm sure they make Uh, like 200, 300% profit on a switch console these days. Probably. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. just like they, they did mobile stuff more than, Sony or Microsoft, you know, like they were putting out mobile versions of some of their games and still are. Yeah. But, and I just think that makes more sense for their audience, but, um, but maybe, I don't know. It's possible. Like same thing with Sony. Like they are, I think still, you know, there's pretty big gap between when they're releasing some of their games on PC. So I I think they want to keep that. They want to make people buy the console if they really, really want to play the game. So. Yeah, and I th- that's what I think Nintendo would do. Only their waiting period would would be even longer. I would be like four and a half years from now release Mario Odyssey. I mean, who else is going to buy it at that point, right? So, I, again, I would like to see that happen, uh, just to make it a little, you know. But Nintendo will, probably won't. They like to be do their own thing, which is okay, I, I guess. But I, it's gonna just, it's gonna bite them eventually. Mark my words. I just I don't even know like. I don't know. I'm trying to think like 
obviously the switch has the touch screen it has the joy cons like things like that feel like i don't know can you even port some of these games to pc yeah well you could some challenges there i i think with uh I, I don't think they would do it until you see a system that has backwards compatibility built in, like you know, like all the other platforms does. I don't think it makes any sense for them to all of a sudden have to support a PC version for a long term. Like that, I, I they don't even support Switch games for a long term. Like you know, they'll put out Breath of the Wild. I feel like Nintendo's the type of company that will put out a game, make it incredible the first time, maybe do a couple updates and then that's it. They walk away, they start working on something else completely. They don't they don't want to worry about maintaining these titles over, you know, multiple multiple years. I think they like being able to just like put it out there. Yeah, that's for Switch. That's it. Now when Switch 2 comes around, you got to buy the new stuff. I I think they kind of like that. Style. I'm sure I let for the record, I'm sure Nintendo likes that. At what yeah. point are consumers who are clearly don't like that when other companies do it and complain about exclusivity all the time, when are they finally going to turn on Nintendo? Uh, I'm not saying they should. I, I, if I want something on Nintendo, I buy it. When, like, I, that's on me. I don't know. That, 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 I think like, they will turn. I think they could turn, but like, Nintendo doesn't give a shit. Like they, they will. never lower their prices. What other company never lowers their prices ever? Like no, I know every I, company. <laughs> I agree, but eventually, Nintendo. there there will be a groundswell type of movement against Nintendo. Like I, I think you're right that there are some. There's definitely some possibility for Nintendo backlash on the horizon. There's already been a few things this year that people have been kind of mad about that kind of faded away but i i think that in particular does not seem like something like it's just it feels like a given that nintendo games are on nintendo systems period that's it nobody expects anything else i just don't see that as being the first thing that you know really is going to get that that uh groundswell you're talking about okay I either way I don't really care either way I just think it's interesting as more companies start to embrace the consoles slash PC uh, where Nintendo will fit in there so anyway we so, I, I think we just, got enough meat off that bone we'll go ahead Sean yeah no I just wanted to go back to the last of us for a second just in terms of um, one thing I, I maybe I, I was a little surprised about I don't know maybe you guys wouldn't weren't expecting this but like I thought that there would be more actual gameplay changes or, you know, the idea of like things you could do in the last of us part two. Now you can do them in part one. It doesn't look like that's the case with this. Um, I'm not surprised. If anything, it's, I would expect the opposite. Uh, uh, Druckmann even said very, this is not, you're not doing it in a different way, but better when, people start changing classic games and remakes uh fans get very upset so i am i'm not surprised they are saying it's as close pretty much the same experience as the original with a few minor tweaks almost probably 90 percent cosmetic uh that that is a very calculated choice i think yeah well i mean obviously like i'm kind of familiar with uh, metal gear twin snakes and how that was the idea of bringing stuff from Metal Gear 2 into Part 1. And it changed the game quite a bit. Like, it made certain things easier. And, I mean, I, I don't know. first-person mode, too, right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, that is a concern. If you start bringing in those other mechanics, now you've got to redesign the game. You've got to rebalance it. Like it's. it's I never really deal, thought about so. that. Were people pissed? Like, there was no Twitter or Internet? Like, do you remember yeah, no, getting was, backlash or... I don't re- remember any backlash to that, but, uh, you know, it, there could have been some. The reviews were pretty good, I think. Just interesting. Now, Frank, that wasn't that long ago. <laughs> it's a, it's yeah. a weird thing to think about. Now, Frank, the permadeath. If there is a trophy tied to permadeath, would that be a deal breaker? For me buying it? Yeah. Absolutely not. But okay. my prediction is... Uh, the like they did with 
bunch of the Uncharted collection stuff. The core set of trophies will be the same to get the platinum, uh, although they'll remove the multiplayer stuff. And then they'll do like an extra, they'll treat it as DLC trophies for like the hardcore modes. Mm. But even if it doesn't, I will still be buying this day one. No questions asked, as everyone should who owns a PS5. (laughs) And if you haven't played The Last of Us, you need to buy this and play it. That is true. I didn't even play the HD version for the PS4. I only played the PS3 version of The Last of Us. Same. I played the HD one. like I beat it five times last summer, I think, or the summer before. <laughs> Holy. It's a good game. Sean, you need to get on this remaster ASAP. Pre-order it right now. Sounds like Frank needs a summer job. <laughs> five times. Hey. It was, I was trying. I didn't even get the platinum. I flaked out on the uh, embarrassing the multiplayer trophies. Maybe I'll go back and get those. <laughs> oh, he's going back now that you said it. Okay. Uh, well, no, I I thought about that while I was watching that video. Like maybe if I just played two matches a day over the summer, I'd have it by the end of the summer. Like might as well go for it. All right, we done with the news? Getting into what we played. I think so. Yep. All right. Uh, anyone want to go first, Huck? Sure. Um, so I I finished off that Pixel Puzzle Makeout League game. That's like the Pick Cross game. And I really, you know, by the end, I I I didn't really like it. A lot of the puzzles were very simple. They're they were almost always mirrored. So, you know, you figure out one side and then you can almost just kind of fill it in without even looking at the numbers. There wasn't really too much. And I think I talked about it last week where if you get uh entry wrong, you get like it automatically fills it in with the with an X or something. And um that does take time away from your total time to complete the match or the puzzle. But when you get into the puzzles that are like 15 minutes long, it takes off a minute. I was finding I would still have a ton of time left and it was faster for me to just kind of like, once I realized the basic shape, I would just like start randomly kind of like picking stuff and take the penalty because it was way faster than me sitting there trying to figure out the numbers. So it almost had, you know, a, a bad effect on my play style of these pick cross puzzles. Whereas when we played, um, what was the other one called Frank that we played? Can't remember. Murder by numbers. Murder by, Murder by numbers. We always yeah. do this. I I felt like yeah. I felt like the the pictures you were trying to solve were pretty complex, and you know had it wasn't obvious what the picture was going to be. Whereas these, it was like a lot of just like I said, a lot of mirrored images. Um, so it was just really easy to figure them out. Um, there wasn't anything overly complicated ever, which was kind of a disappointment. Actually, I was expecting it to kind of ramp up, but it really did not. So I would not recommend that game if you're looking for a Picross style game. Bummer, man. Yeah, it was. <laughs> now, have you pl- have you played like there's like ten Picross games on the Switch, like official Picross games? Have you played these? No, no, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> Just go to the official Picross, man. I guess I should. I, guess I mean, they, I, I guess you know they don't have like story elements or any other. Cool that's stuff. what's They're great just, about them. Just let me do. Yeah, that's, that's kind of fun. I actually just skip to the story usually, anyways. <laughs> yeah, so, I almost treat it like and you I'm get playing sweet Pokemon's and stuff like that that you're doing the picture of. Ooh, well, there we go. Get on it. I will. <laughs> All right, Sean Stray, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready, man. Sean's like, we should have talked about Stray first. It's the most relevant game. Was, I could tell he was snapping <laughs> well, I, when I deferred to Huck right away. Like, chill, bud. We'll get there. No, I'm, but I, I, I was also hoping that or thinking I might be able to beat it in time for the show and thought we might be able to just do a review today. But I, I agree. I think we should try and do a review because story stuff would be interesting to talk about as well, which maybe we won't touch on too much today. So this might be coming from a couple of boomers. But uh, this is why I play video games, games like this. If I had to describe a, a mishmash or of games, to me, it's The Last of Us meets Inside. 
Uh, it's basically taking away the combat and adding very simple puzzles and platforming ideas uh, from a third person perspective. So, you know, the last of us has similar puzzles too, with the ladders and other stuff. I just think there's a bit of the uh, misdirection of AI and a few things, a few more adventure elements that seem heavily borrowed from inside and similar games. And this game is so polished. Of course, she plays a cat in this uh, cyberpunk world. The cat is awesome. And, you know, I'm, I don't like cat humor. I, I kind of scoff at cat stuff. And I don't think this, I, I was worried this game would go too far down that road. It's not. It plays it very seriously. The cat is cool. The animations are amazing. Uh, the, the motion feels great. Moving the cat around the world. Uh, I, th- that is, if I had one kind of minor right? complaint. There, there is a little bit of weirdness, and it's something you wouldn't normally think of, but like turning the cat yeah. because it's lengthwise as opposed to a human standing straight up. There's a weird ra- turning radius. I on think it they did it to mimic little... like how fast cats can turn or to feel like the movement of a cat, and it does take some getting used to. I didn't know if it was because I was playing on PC. Uh, if you know, if that, if I was just not used to PC stuff, but, or was a setting relative to my computer, but I don't think it is. I think that's the way the game is designed to be. And, uh, I, I love it. It's not that long. It is so polished. Uh, Like nothing has gone wrong for me. Everything feels, uh, well, like designed what I need to do, where I need to go, uh, all the cases of finding things out of order are handled really well. It's mostly linear, but there are a few open area levels, which I actually liked quite a bit and thought, you know, they were not too big, but had a lot of stuff going on within those open area levels. So, oh, the music absolutely slaps. Uh, <laughs> yes, I do like the score quite a bit. There was a couple moments where the, the score kicked in. I'm like, whoa. This is amazing. <laughs> like the, the logos, the menus, everything. It is just like pretty close to a perfect experience. I haven't had a term we also mention frequently, uh, especially in association with Drinkbox, is friction reduction, a lack of friction. This game is frictionless for the most part as far as I've been playing it. So, uh, and it's, that doesn't make it not fun either. Like I'm making decisions, I'm exploring, I'm solving puzzles. I'm not doing the same thing over and over again. You could easily have extended this game to be twice as long and repeat puzzles. Um, I think it's, I think it's really, really good. And the brief, I haven't read a review for this game yet. I've scanned numbers and Metacritic stuff. I think this game's kind of severely underrated right now. I'm seeing yeah, a lot of eights, well, and it's it's pretty good. Disagree. It is a great game. Yeah, I mean, I I'm I'm loving it as well. I think I've seen some stuff about glitches and whatnot. Like I think the PC version, there there was definitely some bugs. I've seen a couple things on PS5, but I mean, nothing game breaking or anything horrible in that regard. Uh, but yeah, like it, it, it looks beautiful. The environments are amazing. The lighting is so cool. Uh, the, it, you know, the environments feel like really lived in and uh, believable and they're like really cluttered and there's a lot of stuff. Lots of people yet, on the streets like Sean was very angry about yep. in Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> and yet you don't really like it's hard to get lost. I found like there's a few places where there's. I was a little bit um, like there's an apartment complex that I I was kind of getting confused in. But, you know, the main way that you navigate this world is you basically you're looking for ledges that you can jump uh, uh, either across to or up to. And you're just looking for that X button prompt, which might seem very simple and not fun, but I was enjoying it. Like there's an exploration element there like it's kind of like the climbing stuff in uncharted but it's not as tedious like well it clearly borrows the idea from uncharted of holding a to go up or to descend consecutively which i like and it also if you run with the cat with the 
trigger, it's kind of like Assassin's Creed where you're basically holding right trigger and A to do stuff quickly. Now, you don't re- you typically chain that much in this game. You have to move the camera a bit to make that happen. But uh, it, it's pretty effective. And getting back to like inside influences, the variety of puzzles and never lingering on anything too much. Like there's a section where you're using like your meow to distract things and get around them. It's simple, but you don't do it that much. It's like, okay, there's a few versions of that puzzle. Kind of reminds me of some of the stealth stuff, stealth stuff in inside. And then there are some literal stealth sections later in the game uh, that are like that as well. And it just, it's constantly pushing it. There's a, another like mini city you get into later in the game. That's kind of like a spiral upwards. Like that section of the game looked amazing. It, it's, it's fantastic. And uh, I just think it's a very dense, well-made game. And if you like, you know, simple, polished story-based experiences, I, I don't think it gets much better than stray. I will. If it, if the ending or, what happens at the end of this game is really good. Uh, I think it will be in the running for top three on my game of the year list. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, you know, the, the way the story is told is, is interesting. Like you, you're not reading a ton of dialogue um, and, you know, you're just kind of going like it's it, the world itself is kind of telling the story as you go through. And uh, I, I find that very effective uh, way of doing I it. I want to add to what you said, Sean, not reading a ton of dialogue. It would have been so easy to like have prompts all over the city in this game. Like you read something about the robots or the lore of the city and it just would have been so boring. And th- they've streamlined the content and the world building to only essential stuff that I want to do. Like when I interact with a robot, I'm not, it's not like psychonauts where I go down a dialogue tree that takes me 20 minutes. It's like two lines done. I got that. And it's like not a barrier to attempting things or like getting sick of doing the stuff over and over again. And again, just so much credit to the developers of this game. I I should look up the the company that made it. I don't even know. Um, But it would be so easy to extend this game into a, a like a tw- twelve hour game by adding garbage, and they just kept it like streamlined, polished, and incredible. So, uh, developed by Blue Twelve Studio. I I don't know if they I, I they don't even have a Wikipedia entry, so I don't know if they've made other stuff, but they are they know what they're doing. Yeah, seems like it's their only game that I can see. So, and B twelve is related to, uh, in that's a name in the game as well. So, it would make sense that it's their first game. But uh, I am loving this game. And if you were on the fence about this game, if you like The Last of Us or Inside or just polished three D games, do not hesitate. Uh, so while we're or, talking, or if about- you like the movie Chappie. Oh, there's definitely some chappy influence, which you know <laughs> I'm loving. But uh, Sean, in terms of people being hesitant or not playing it, it is on the new PlayStation Plus, which is how Sean's playing it. Uh, I have that. I'm currently playing on Steam. I will play on PlayStation later. But while we're talking about that, I think we've all got the new PlayStation Plus at the highest tier. Does that sound right? Yep. It was like a yes, it does. pretty cheap upgrade for me. And I have to say, it is not good. I know that everyone is saying this, like knowing what you can download. I was trying to download PS1 Classics and there's not an obvious portal for any of that stuff. It's a hack job. It's a piece of shit. Like this was not <laughs> ready to launch. I, I mean, just a simple page on the store that just listed all the games. It, there's not even that. It's like such such a pain to find out what you can download. Uh, it's a disaster. Sony, this is a disaster, a complete debacle. Get on it. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but it also seemed like the app, like on your phone, had different games than what you could see on the actual PS5. Like I was trying to, same with you, Frank, look for like classics or PS3 games. And it seemed like 
I could find stuff on the PS5 that was not being shown to me on the app, which I really did not appreciate. Because uh, you know, this guy's pissed. when I'm when I'm killing time, I'm looking at the app. I'm on the PS5, and then when I go to the PS5, I don't want to have to look for again through everything. So, not yeah, I mean, like when you compare it to Game Pass, that's that's part of the problem. I think is that Game Pass is pretty well designed and it's pretty easy to navigate for the most part they've got the app if you just want to see what the new releases are you can queue them up to download like they're just they're definitely behind on that stuff like it's you know they're kind of squishing together a bunch of services that they already had and it's just not uh coherent there's just but to me there's just obvious ways to simplify it like it's because it's all being pushed through their new store interface, which still sucks, by the way. They've ruined the PlayStation Store for two years. It stinks. It needs to be addressed. I I would be shocked to find out that their sales aren't pretty seriously affected by the, the new store format. It was so easy to find deals before and like just see what's new. Everything is a pain in the ass now. So uh by Blue Haze, as I've said before, it's dissipating a bit, but uh yeah, I mean, it, like it's it's still so. I mean, if you're thinking about picking up Stray, take a look. You might, you know, for me it was like, you know, I would have paid like how how much is Stray? Forty bucks? Thirty? 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 So I would have paid thirty bucks for Stray, or I think sixty to upgrade for the year to the highest PS Plus. And it's like if there's you know one or two other games this year that I like on there, then it's worth it. But you know, I guess they're kind of doing more the Nintendo thing as well, where at least with the uh, the older games, where they're kind of just rolling out a few new games here and there every month. And, uh, like, I get it. Like, that kind of keeps people's interest in, like, coming back to see what's there. But it feels like it's it's a Sony thing where you should just have, like, this is the stable of Sony classics, and they're always there. Uh, which, you know, they, I guess they do have for the the newer stuff like the PlayStation Plus Essentials and all that. But. Yeah, if someone was buying a new PlayStation console, like I would tell them get it for sure just to have access to those, like all the amazing games on there. But, you know, as a ease of use and, you know, attractiveness to someone who's been in the PlayStation ecosystem for a long time, it's uh, it's not very good. One one other thing I found weird is I had a installed version of Miles Morales on disc, and I was not able to play that through the PS Plus unless I uninstalled it and then reinstalled like the digital version, which I found very frustrating um, because like there's I don't I'm sure it doesn't run anything off the actual disc anymore. So I, I don't know. I found it a little frustrating to not be able to launch the game. Or I think not Xbox that, is the same with stuff like that. Oh no, I don't think you it can, is. You can definitely launch anything once, like if you install it from a disc and then it comes to Game Pass, you can play it no problem. I'm searching for a very specific example I had a while back, and I'm struggling, but I will see if it comes to me before next week. Mm-mm. <laughs> Not going to come to you. Uh, I played a couple more things I could jump into, though, if you guys are done with Stray. Yes, hopefully we will review it. I think we should. Yeah, uh, I will will try to. It's not a long game. Uh, Yeah, that's that's nice. I saw like four and a half hours. Like, I'm sure it'll take me longer, but that's very reasonable. Uh, I did some dabbling this week. I dabbled in uh, Sifu, which... Uh, is it an action adventure game where you play a karate guy, ninja guy? And it really reminded me, I don't know if you guys ever played this game, just by pure happenstance, I played this game because it was on the PS Premium subscription, but uh, Karataka, or Karataka, what, Karataka, oh, yeah. I think it's called. That was and, a Jordan Mechner game, right? Yeah, yeah. And I've basically, like that, that game is you run along a path, which has really no interactions except the occasional ability to heal yourself. And then you do these one-on-one battles um, with ninja guys. And basically your the whole point is like guard or attack. And you have to kind of guard at the proper time and parry and stuff. And I feel like this game is just a much more polished version of that. 
with obviously multiple enemies and crazy environments that um, are much more fleshed out and much more interesting. Uh, but and with and then it also has like some RPG elements thrown in. So I was liking it a lot, but it was difficult. I don't think I got very far. I think I remember reading like when this game first came out that there's kind of like five areas and you kind of have to like progress to each one. So I don't think I even made it through the first area all the way. Um, but, and I don't really, they have this weird death mechanic too. When you die, your age increases and your character ages. And then I'm assuming once you get too old, you just die. And like, that's the end of the game. Yeah, you have to um, but I don't know if the, the age your character is affects your like speed of your character. I don't, at all. Think, I don't so. think it does. Yeah. So, but there are overall, ways I, of like upgrading yourself to like make that easier as well. I believe. Yeah. There were some interesting limitations too on the upgrade tree. Like if you were a certain age, certain unlocks were no longer available to you. So there was one in particular that I was getting that was like, it increased I think it was the amount of damage you get, but that you could only pay for that upgrade if you were if your age was less than forty, which I found interesting, which is kind of a neat kind of like mechanic in that you have to sort of decide what you want. Do you want to like save up for some of the bigger things, but then risk losing the opportunity to buy those upgrades later um, because you're too old? I found that kind of interesting. So. There is some interesting ideas here. Um, I just don't – I'm not sure if this whole – if they're going to change the gameplay at all down the road to keep it interesting or it's just going to be like a bunch of fights. And it also reminded me of that um, – what's the uh, – Fight Night Express I think is the game that there's a demo out that it's coming out soon. It's kind of like more isometric. Oh, Midnight uh, Fight Express? Oh, Midnight Fight Express. Yeah, it's, it kind of reminded me almost like of that style of game where it's just like a basically a brawler. Um, yeah. But I, I thought it was pretty good. Stray actually reminded me of that, going back to that game as well, because they both have amazing cameras. Like the, the camera in Stray is so good. Uh, I It was always, especially when you go into weird corners of the world, it would pull out to fixed cameras or something else. And I just the way the camera follows the cat is fantastic. And I, in Sifu, I felt the camera to be very impressive as well. Yeah. I only got, I only got into some camera trouble when I was like in a corner with a lot of guys. I found that was the only spot I remember having camera issues, but um, overall I, I liked it. I don't know if I'll go back to it, but it was uh, it was an interesting game. I thought it was pretty enjoyable. And I can keep going. Do you guys have anything I have else? something else, yeah. Just, a, just an update uh, in case people missed it on the Discord. You should check out the Discord, by the way. It'd be nice to see a little more activity. Not too much, but the link is uh, in the YouTube videos, youtube.com forward slash gamejunk. Uh, after beating Cuphead on Steam, I'm like, I kind of know all these bosses now. Like, that's the hard part of the game, learning all the patterns. So while it's fresh in my mind, should I go and beat it on PlayStation? Which I did, and then was compelled to get the Platinum for uh, for Cuphead, which I, I did achieve. Have the Cuphead Platinum. Very satisfying wow. Platinum. Huge. I remember people losing it when Mark Cerny got the Platinum in that game. Well, it's, <laughs> it's not that hard. Let's not go crazy. <laughs> Even the 9 out of 10 on PlayStationTrophies.org is a little excessive. Uh, but uh, it, I like Cuphead even more now. After having played it for like 30 or 40 hours, it's better. And it is that dilemma of, you know, is it hard enough that someone who plays a long time likes it versus annoying people who are not good at it yet. And I, I feel like they've solved most of those problems in the DLC, making your first passes on those bosses less frustrating, but you know, the difficulty for playing over and over again is still satisfying. So, uh, absolutely love cuphead, uh, a truly fantastic game that it took me way too long to fully appreciate. I, I feel like we should clip in that's that, clip from Frank like three weeks ago where all he could talk about how he was snapping playing Cuphead. Yeah, that's the that's the barrier to entry I'm talking about, which is a problem with the game. 
It's a lot of RNG stuff that you could, like, there are solutions for that and like narrowing or limiting some combinations of things, uh, just tweaking the bosses a bit. And I feel like they did that to make the game longer intentionally at a disservice to the game. So, uh, like, you could have kept those same, like, those harder things in for expert only for people who really want to, like, platinum the game and they have to learn those nuances or adjust to that and had the base game a little more accessible, a little more fun. And then if people really want to get good at the game, they can, I think they chose to, to make more money or to give a higher value proposition for the game, which is something that stray did not do. And that's why I want to pat it and stroke the little cat in stray because (laughs) they understand what great design is. Uh, the last thing, I guess, well, I played the Final Fantasy Origin Stranger in Paradise game. It happened. It happened. It did happen. So I didn't realize what this game was all about. It's basically like, uh, you know, like a Dark Souls style RPG, like Fallen Order, where you uh, reach certain points. And if you choose to use the save, it will bring back the enemies in that same way Fallen Order does. Uh, and it's the same, it's action RPG in the same style as Fallen Order. But it has some really, like, tons of mechanics. It just, and the mechanics they throw at you are all done through, like, tutorial pop-up windows. And I didn't, I, I don't know, I don't remember any of them. Like, it is such a poor way to introduce someone to mechanics. And none of the enemies... Um, really require you to use the things they're trying to teach you. So I've already forgotten all the things they try to teach me. There's all these like combos and, you know, styles to use, hold this button, do this, do that. I don't know. I don't remember any of it. So I'm kind of frustrated with that aspect of the game design. Also, they have like really weird button choices, like to interact with something in the world, you, you hold down the select button, which is mind-boggling to me. <laughs> like, why would you do that? <laughs> and I, I think it's because they have items in the world, like tutorial bubbles in the world that you can interact with. And A is like the evade button. So I'm wondering if they were running into issues where people were trying to evade enemies with these bubbles around and them accidentally triggering them. But then like in towns and stuff, you have to hold it to talk to people. It's so cumbersome and it's such a weird choice. And I'm even, I put it on story mode and like, I was like, I'm just going to walk through this game and it's still pretty tricky even on story mode, which I found surprising. So I think there are also some, you know, balancing issues possibly with this game overall, not, not totally impressed and really kind of, the amount of mechanics just really have turned me off of playing anymore. Um, I think story mode is the only thing kind of keeping me going because it's just so easy that I can kind of just walk through the, the battles. But um, yeah, there's also a lot of like, um, like you get, there's a lot of depth with the equipment where like, depending on what primary weapon you choose, it changes your class. So there's like jobs, there's all this all job system stuff. And I don't really like job systems in games, to be honest. So that's a little off putting it. Well, I, I don't think I'm going to go back to this game. Not really happy about it. Um, so overall, if you like Fallen Order, if you like job systems, you might like this game, but this, I don't think this one's for me. And then uh, the last thing I played, I'm still grinding through Yakuza 0. This game was made for me. I love this game. (laughs) It's like everything I love about... It's like giving me all the binary domain feels of like just like crazy story with like solid gameplay. Lots of story though, but the story is interesting and I'm I'm just loving it. This is my type of game. You guys would probably hate it, but I love it. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious, but I do suspect it's not really for me. I will add it on my wish list right now. That's it for me. But it's on. Did you say it's back on Game Pass now, or what? Back on Game Pass. Yeah, Yakuza Zero back on Game Pass, and the next two games too. 
Kiwami and Kiwami 2. Okay. And I think all of them are. I think they're all on there. I think you could just do a Yakuza marathon, Frank. All summer long, Yakuza. The summer of Yakuza. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm debating my next game. I, I don't know <laughs> what it should be. Hey, uh, Frank, I don't know if you were going to mention this, but you said that you tried to live a live Yeah, I didn't play enough of it to say anything. I just, I thought it was really unique. That game, the full release came out on Friday and it's getting pretty decent reviews from what I've seen. And uh, I like the art style. I just found, like I did the, the, I think this ninja one first and it was like this kind of stealth gameplay that I didn't really get. Uh, It felt unique, but I I didn't really say, I didn't give it a fair shake. To be honest, I just kind of got the sense that it wasn't for me at this point. So uh, it feels like a game Huck would love, to be honest. I think you would, there's a free demo on the switch. So uh, I was, I was seeing a lot of Twitter things. About, I saw that Chrono Trigger was, tr- was trending on Twitter. I clicked on it and it was almost all tied to this. Uh, was it live, live, live alive. What is yeah, it? It's, I, don't know. I think it's live alive and it's got some interesting uh, like map elements. And it, I, I see the Chrono Trigger influence for sure. Uh, I think you, at the very least, Tuck, you should give the the demo a whirl. I will. I will. Cool. All right. Anything else for you, Sean? No. Okay. Uh, I think that just about wraps it up. We'll see what we have for next week. Uh, I, I I think I was wrong when I was talking to Sean earlier in the week. I think Xenoblade Chronicles three comes out next Friday. The 29th. Yeah. Looks like uh, Immortality comes out this week. Which one's that? It's the Sam Barlow game. I don't really know. Oh, yeah. The one with the the video clicking. You click the videos to, instead of typing words to search for videos, you actually, like, progress through clicking the videos. Clicking things in the videos, I mean. It's not on Game Pass, though, is it? I don't know. That'd be uh, good if it I, was. I see some stuff saying it's day one Game Pass, but I don't... I well, like maybe I should finally it. play either Her Story or Telling Lies, which I've never tried, so... Or you could play that Dusk Falls game. Oh, yeah, that's out, too. That's on no one tried that? I, I do want to give that a whirl. No one some, tried it Some po- pretty positive reviews from some places. But all I'm going to say is IGN gave that a 9 and Stray an 8, and I'm calling bullshit, gangrene <laughs> bias bullshit all over that. Stray is a PlayStation yeah, exclusive. That other one is an Xbox exclusive. I I cannot fathom a world where that game is better than Stray. I did see one headline. I forget which site, but they framed it as, you know, Xbox has its first true exclusive of the year. Like that's the first game that they've released this year that is like well, actually Xbox. Exclusive. I have to be fair. I'll have to give it a shot. It seems like it's getting good reviews, so I will try it at some point. All right. Okay, so uh, check out the videos for the show on youtube.com forward slash game junk. Discord links is on there too. Uh, Sean is film junk on Twitter, and Huck is mind Greek commute and equilibrium sis. And until next time, we'll see you later. Bye-bye.